Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Easy Things, the podcast. I'm Yolanda Albergati, your host. I am coming at you live from Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to have you on this journey where we discover and explore five actionable tips or hacks to help you live your best life. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Special orders, curbside parcel pickup, delivery service, online ordering. We wrote the book on customer service. Well, we didn't write the book on it, but we've been doing that and more since 1946. Check us out. Chuck's Fine Wines, the legendary Chagrin Valley destination for 76 years. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I have Chef Kimberly here with me. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing today, Yolanda? I am well. Tell the listeners uh, who you are, what you do, and how they can reach out to you. Sure. Um, I'm Kimberly Callis. I'm a personal chef here in Chicago, Illinois. Um, People can find me on Insta uh, at at Savor Your Time, uh, you know, S-A-V-O-R, Your Time, T-I-M-E, not the herb. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Kim Callis, um, Personal Chef. Awesome. So what five things are you going to share with us? My five, I couldn't cook or live without kitchen tools. Okay. I love it. <laughs> What's the first one? My number one and always will be number one, sharp knives. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and it's, you know, you don't have to have the fanciest knives. They just need to be sharp. So funny. Cause uh, I don't, what was that? Top chef or whatever, pack your knives and go. That's like a uh-huh. serious thing. <laughs> it is serious. I, I don't. I am assuming this is a family, um, a family show, so I won't tell you the the story I know about a uh, uh, chef knife. Okay, don't don't tell us. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> tell you after. Yeah, tell me later, girl. <laughs> so knives. Now, is there a particular um, way that you sharpen your knives, or? Um, well, you know, most people think that they're sharpening it when they use that long steel, you yeah. know, the long pointing thing uh-huh. that, that's doing is honing your knives, okay. which is means that because your, your, um, knife edge is really made up of a series of little, um, points, almost like a, like a comb's edge. And the more you cut, the more they get bent out of shape. So they get, you know, kind of. Well, the audience can't see it, but they get kind of, you know, going in all sorts of directions mm-hmm. and spread out. And then the, with the honing, what that honing steel does is it straightens them out. So you have like a nice, clean, sharp edge. So what 
I would suggest as far as making sure your knives are sharp is to start with taking them to, you know, you can take them to places like William Sonoma or Sir Latab, you know, a nicer cook, cookware store. Uh-huh. They usually have knife sharpening um, places or there are, you know, knife sharpeners, usually, you know, that are bu- actual businesses. And, and it's usually a couple of dollars a knife for them to do a quick edge on you. And how, how often should you sharpen the knives? I mean, I use my knives pretty much every day, so mm-hmm. I I will take them in to get sharpened, maybe like every six months. But most people, once a year is good if you keep hone if you hone hone them. Um, you know, every time you use it, and also if you are doing something like um, you're keeping, you know, as long as you're keeping keeping the edges covered. When they're either, you know, put it on a magnetic uh, strip or somewhere, you know, you're keeping it away so it's not having things bang up on gotcha. it. You can it out of the dishwasher, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, it's, you know, the instructions you'll get with if you buy a nicer knife. Just as long as you follow those, you should be fine, you know, and char- get it sharpened maybe once a year. Or when you notice that you really can't get an edge mm-hmm. um, when um, after you've honed it. And the other test is the onion test. If your onions are making you cry all the time, or you notice that you're crying more when you pet, that's that's a sign of a dull knife. Oh, yeah, that's in culinary school. I remember cutting. We were uh, we had this recipe with like a million. We had to make caramelized onions or something like that. So we had to cut lots and lots of onions, and that. And we were like, these onions are really bad, you know, are really sharp. They're making us cry. And the teacher was like, it's not the onions that are sharp. And it's definitely not your knife. (laughs) (laughs) If you get your knife, if you had a, if you had kept a good, if you kept a good edge on your knife, you wouldn't cry because what ultimately happens with a, with a dull knife is that you're, you're crushing things as opposed to slicing. Gotcha. So it's releasing more of the, the um, vapors that are going to make your eyes water. Gotcha. So number one is sharp knives. Sharp knives. Um, number two for me is zester. Really? Yeah. The micro, like those microplane zesters. Yes. I love those because um, they're great for um, not only like zesting lemons and oranges, or, you know, or citrus in general, but they're also good for grating cheese. Um, if you ever, if you need like really finely minced garlic, yes. you oh. can use the for that. Okay. Instead of, you know, that weird little machine that you can never get clean again. <laughs> <laughs> um, or um, ginger, you know, you can grate ginger with it. Yeah, okay. All those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, so Zester's really good. And, you know, you look like you're, you know what you're doing when you have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Number three. Number three is a whisk. Um, And I, again, I'm, I'm a professional, so I have multiple ones, but at least a good balloon whisk. Because you want to be able to incorporate air and things into things like your scrambled eggs um, or 
um, when you're mix when you're mixing in flour into a roux mm-hmm. or something, you know, you want to be able to break up those little lumps. Or even if you know, like um, in Southern cooking, to make good grits, you got to use the whisk. All right, now, yes. When you're pouring the um, when you're pouring the cornmeal, no in. lumpy, no lumpy grits, honey. Yeah, because you can't have lumpy grits. <laughs> <laughs> That was that should have been another another thing in my cousin Vinny besides no instant grits. <laughs> wow, a whisk! You surprised me on these last two right here, but now that I'm hearing this explanation, I get it. Okay, well, um, the next number four is a wooden or wooden spoons. A wooden spoons. I love wooden spoons. They're great for stirring stuff. And they won't scratch up your, you know, your nicer pans. Mm-hmm. So if you have nonstick cookware, you can use them on nonstick cook- cookware as well as stainless steel. And you don't have to worry about, oh my goodness, I only got a clean stainless steel spoon, but I've got an, I've got something in the the um, nonstick cookware. Mm. Wooden spoons are all purpose. <laughs> wow. And just a plain the, old spoon, not any, because, you know, they come with flat edges and they come slotted. And I like, I'm my personal favorite, I've got, I've got the flat one. Mm-hmm. Those are good for getting like in the corners. Yeah, yeah. Make sure stuff isn't sticking or whatever. And then they're also good, uh, then the, and then also the slotted spoons are good too. So, and it, and it doesn't, you don't have to have the, you know, like the fancy acacia wood ones that they, they try and sell you for like $50 a spoon at, at, um, <laughs> yes. at Sonoma. <laughs> yes. You can get the, you can get the, you know, the, the cheesy little lightweight ones, the, the kind that your mom used to beat you with when you were <laughs> I knew that was going to come up because that's like one of the purposes for the, the wooden spoon. <laughs> And so yeah, you have a child disciplinary implement as well as a cooking <laughs> implement. So. Oh my goodness. All right. So what's number five? Now I'm intrigued. Number five are heat proof spatulas. Again, those are good for being it. You can they're multi-purpose. They're usually um made, you know, they usually have um Silicone with some kind of a stiffener in the middle. Yeah. And for scraping the edges to make sure that you're not, um, nothing's grabbing in the, or gathering in the corners and, and scorching. If you have like a thickening sauce or something like that, mm-hmm. as well as, um, it's good for getting every last drop, you know, like when you're making a cake. You know, getting every last drop of that batter mm-hmm. out of the bowl. Um, they're they're just great multi-purpose items. I love that. Yeah, you surprised me with these. I was thinking we were going to hear all about some huge appliance, but these are basic tools that people need. That here you have a chef saying, "Look, I couldn't live without these basic tools." Yeah, with a, and, and and I'm amazed. Like when I go to my in-home clients' homes, how many of them don't have these things? Mm. Well, 
you know, or when I teach um, cooking classes and people say, um, you know, it's so frustrating. And they've got like, you know, they've got an olive pitter, but they don't have a wooden spoon. <laughs> right? Because, you know, I, I, I love a good gadget too. Uh-huh. But I do subscribe to the, the, the kind of Alton Brown theory of nope. It, you know, an item has to have multiple, t- um, no no unitaskers, is what he usually says. It has to have multiple, you know, applications across cooking. The one that I love is the zester, because once you said that, and I was like, what? A zester? But then you talked about garlic, and you talked about you can grate cheese, and you can do fine ginger. It makes sense. Totally makes sense that you would need to have them. Yeah. The only the only thing I would I would warn you about with the zester is you want to rinse it off the second you finish using it because otherwise the pulp and stuff will get caught up. Oh. But other than that, I mean that you know once you get in that habit, yeah, good. Yeah. You know the dishwasher sometimes will not do the job on getting it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have uh, been lazy on on more than one occasion and had to like soak and get the toothbrush out, honey, and try to get all in between all those little yeah. areas. Been there, <laughs> done it myself. These were great. Thank you so much for sharing these. And tell our listeners again how they can reach out to you. Sure thing. Um, they can find me at on Instagram at Savor Your Time and on Facebook at um, Kim Callis, personal chef. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and showing us mad love and giving us ratings and subscribing and reviewing. I really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already, Hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.